You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the podcast. It's Real Talk with Zuby, with your host, myself, Zuby. Today, we've got on a special guest. This is my friend, MC Fixer, who is a live streamer and video game commentator. How's it going? What's happening, dude? What's happening? Long time no speak. Long time no speak. I haven't seen you in IRL, in real life, for a long, long time now. Good to see you still at it, still grinding, still the music's still popping. So I love it, man. Thank you very much, bro. It's got to be done, man. I'm always trying to do new things whilst keeping going what is already working for me. So this podcast is a brand new thing, but it's uh, it's gaining some good speed already. So it's nice to have you on as one of the early guests. Let's catch up then. It's it's been a while. So tell me what you've been up to, man. Yeah, I mean, when we were when I was when I saw you last, I probably still doing music. So I was uh, doing music full time. Uh, I just finished college and I was doing rapping. I was a rapper. I was taking inspiration from you and Shaldo, obviously. Um, we're selling CDs up London, like the two of you. Once, do you remember when I come and met you up London once? I do. And remember. I was just sort of shadowing you, and I was like, oh, this is how it's done. So I did that for about. <laughs> a month and i was like this is actually pretty good then the group i was with which were called ag fly at the time broke up mm. and i was like uh, okay what, what was do i reason? do now what was the um, reason for that i think it was creative differences was number one um i always say egos which is very hard when you've got three different rappers and a singer um we were we were i thought we were kind of a pop rap group and i think other people saw themselves as more of a they wanted to be more than that, lyricists and stuff like that. And for me, it was just that was never what it was about for me. I liked making party songs and get people up to dance and pop. That was me. I was a pop rapper. And yeah, I think it was just creative differences. So we all went our different ways. And then after that, I started, I did music for a little while on my own. And I was like, you know what? I don't love it the way I used to. And I was mm. like, but I need another creative outlet. My, I've been playing games since I was about two um, with a Game Boy. So I was doing that from a young age. My dad owns a game shop. Um, and I was watching a ton of IGM, which is a online website, a video game website. And I was like, these guys get paid to sit there and talk about video games. I can do that. What? Why? What? So I remember, I remember it very fondly. Uh, I had an iPod Touch. I got a piece of blue tack. I put the blue tack on my iPod Touch, and mm -hmm. I stuck it to the wall and I started talking. There was my first tripod. Boom. And I was just like, okay, cool, let's do it. If if they can do it, why can't I? There's no reason for me not to be able to do it. So I, I was doing that for a little while. I, I, I love what I love what you just said right there. These people are doing it, so there's no reason why I can't do it. That's the attitude that I wish more people would take. I just feel like so many people make excuses for things, reasons not to get started. I mean, with this podcast itself, literally, I was looking at, I listen to podcasts myself all the time. And I was like, oh, why don't I have a podcast? Mm -hmm. Right? There's a space for the kind of conversations that I want to have and talking yep. to a big range of different guests. I have my own unique way of talking, my own unique perspective on different topics. Yep. So if these other people can do it, there's no special 
hidden gift or talent that they have that I don't. I mean, I'm a I'm a rapper already. I'm I'm used to being on a microphone. So why not? So yeah, literally a few days ago I just started this and yeah, we're we're getting deep into it already. Yeah, what I find funny is is uh, I always say this to people, especially in the video game industry, is like people like to put their hot takes out there in a tweet. I'm like, why did you not save that for a YouTube video or a podcast or a, and don't get me wrong, you can still do your tweets, but you can elaborate on it so much further in a podcast. Sure. And that was sort of my thing was I started a podcast called uh, My Xbox and Me. Uh, we're at 178 episodes, never missed a week. Good because man. consistency is key in this podcasting game. It really, really is. People need to know that whenever this drops, I think it's a Monday this drops, right? Monday and Friday? Monday and Friday, yeah. There you go. Every Monday and Friday, you are getting a new new uh, podcast. For me, it's every Friday for my Xbox and me. And then you just start creating this community, which is outside of your norm. Mm. And it's really, really interesting. But back to people making excuses. Oh my God, dude, it, it frustrates me so much because I haven't got the best microphone. I don't have the best camera. I don't have the best this. It's like I literally started with an iPod Touch and a piece of BluTac. Simple yeah. as that. There's no reason for people to not do it anymore. Most of us have iPhones. Doesn't matter if what number you've got. The camera's good enough. That's the mic true. is good enough. Start. There's no mm. excuses anymore for anyone. No. Well, people always manage to find a way to, for excuses. Oh. That, that's a whole. That's a whole nother, That's a whole nother conversation, which is uh, which is interesting. I mean, the way I look at it is when people say they don't have time for something or they're making any similar excuses to that. My interpretation is. It's not a priority to me. Yeah, exactly. That's that's really the interpretation. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I've never said I don't have time for something. But if I say I don't have time for something, all I'm saying is it's not a priority to me right now. Yep. You know, I it, it would be nice if people translated it for themselves and were a little bit more honest. But it's how it is. But at the end of the day, um, you got to throw your hat in the ring. Yep. To even have a chance, right? Not everyone is going to get a million, 10 million, 50 million subscribers or views or whatever it is. Exactly. Right? Not every musician is going to sell a million records, but it's like, you know what? You try, you put in the effort and you'll get, you will get somewhere. If you keep you, on going, you can even just outlast the competition and that'll put you ahead. It's something I learned from you, if I'm being honest with you, which is interesting because I take, I, I think I messaged you the other day, saying how much you inspired me, especially with music, obviously starting on. Take, I've taken everything I've learned from you going forward, which is you don't have to be the biggest. You don't have to have the biggest audience, but you definitely have to learn how to monetize the audience that you do have. And not in like a negative way, but it's just to learn business. I yeah. thought I knew a lot about business until you start watching the way certain people move and you're like, oh, and then start applying it to your aspects of life. Mm. It really, really is interesting. No, I don't have, I've got 3K subscribers on YouTube, about 3K on uh, Twitter. Same goes for Twitch. Nothing huge, but... I've learned and I have, I'm very lucky because I use Patreon, but I've learned and learned how to monetize my audience mm -hmm. of 40 to 50 to 60 people that then generate enough income for me to do what I do uh, full time, which is uh, amazing. That is amazing. Something you just said there caught me is how much the current climate and the scale of social media and all that, how much it kind of messes up people's perception. Like 100%. You, you, you just said, you just said, 3,000 people on yep. YouTube, 3,000 people on Twitter, so not that many. Nope. Do you have, have you ever been in a room with 3,000 people? Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah, Bournemouth Festival. Maybe okay. when I perform there and watch okay, the so, film. <laughs> that's so, about it. <laughs> so think of, think of actually what 3,000. That's bigger than most O2 academies. That's, that's like, insane. I'm trying to think of a venue that's 3,000 people. Shepherd's Bush Empire. Have you ever yep. been there? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's 2,500. 
There you go. Okay, so when you say 3,000 people, you need to actually remember what 3,000 people looks like. You know what I mean? Like, because what always happens is people people always pay, play the comparison game. So you'll be like, you'll be looking looking at some big video game player who's got oh. like. 20 million subscribers. PewDiePie is yeah. the biggest YouTuber out there, uh, yeah. video games YouTuber out there. Yeah, he's got like the entire UK's worth of people. Yep. Right, That that's an unreal, that's not like some normal, that's that's ridiculous. That's like a crazy outlier. He's got a country of people yes. following him, right? But if someone has got 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, I'm like, that's a lot of people, man. Dude. It is a lot of people. If they're engaged, a lot of literally, people. my whole business plan when I started on Patreon was if I can get a thousand people to give me one dollar a month, thousand thousand dollars a month. Mm. Cool, that's my building block. Have I got there yet? No, but you learn to you learn about merchandise, you learn about ad revenue, you learn about sponsors uh, streams, you learn about everything else. It's not yeah. about if you've got if you're listening to this right now, you've got fifty people. Can you turn ten of those into people that will support you? Mm. There you go. That's the question. And that's what I learned just watching the way you move, Shadow moves, other others, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's not about how many people you have, it's how many are actually actually care about the content. That's what I've learned, especially uh talking to different PR companies about getting video games early. It's like, oh, what's your reach? My reach is this. Okay, what's your how much do people actually care about what you say? Mm. A large portion of my audience actually care. PewDiePie, for instance, love into bits, don't get me wrong. Um He's got 20 million, let's say his 5 million uh, views on a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. If he's promoting something, how many of them are actually going over? A, lo- a larger majority than what I have, obviously. But engagement, it's all about engagement. It and that's is. what people seem really have forgot. I know personally most of my fans. I've met up with them. Mm-hmm. I have hugged them, whatever shook hands i have with one fan when we did egx which is a big gaming convention i stayed in a room with them because my room got booked up do you think like i have a connection with these people beyond just it being a working fan relationship i don't call people fans yeah i call them supporters that's that's just me um you might be a fan of my work and you may call yourself a fan but i don't do it like that i know who mr moody is i know who Stuart parker is i know who dan only is i can list so many people that support me on patreon twitch number of own t-shirts it's just ridiculous it's all about engagement really is i hear you 100 percent, bro and at the end of the day these are people not just numbers exactly so pe- people get hooked up on the numbers it's like okay i've only got 50 subscribers it's like you know what with those 50 like get if you know who they are right each of those 50 that's like an individual yep. with their own story their own interests their own friendship groups whatever it is if you can go deep rather than just trying to go wide like ideally you want both yeah, but of course. If you can build some depth with those people, you can have, you know, 500 people who are like hardcore. Any musician, I think any artist, no matter your genre, any person creating something, would re- you'd rather have 500 people who like love you to death and yeah. nobody on earth even knows who you are versus have 5,000 people or 50,000 people who may have heard of you sort of know who you are but aren't really caring and certainly are not supporting in any tangible way well i just look at it this way which is a case of look at your audience it's like how many people buy a cd and then they buy a cd then you're in southampton again then they buy a t-shirt then you're in southampton again then they buy a hoodie it's like or you can just sell the one cd to the casualist uh fan sort of thing it's like i know which one i would rather personally Mm. i'd want the one that's coming back knows me personally has followed me on my journey through whatever it is no matter how 
early or late you've got on the on the fan bandwagon or supporting whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I know which one I would rather. I would much rather the engaged person that wants to consume everything. The thing is, I do five videos a week, mm -hmm. um, but I stream five hours a day. Okay, gotcha. So it's an interesting one. So I do three three different podcasts. Um, I do two other videos, which probably like opinion piece videos or reaction trailers to video games. And then I stream on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash mcfixer um, for five hours on top of that. So there's so much MC Fixer out there in the ether mm -hmm. that I want the person that wants to get all of that, not just a part of it. If you do choose just the podcast, cool, that's not a problem. But mm -hmm. it's really interesting how many people do want all of it. Yeah, it's good to have multiple multiple touch points with your audience. 100%. Yeah, because each of these platforms offers something different. different. You can have a similar brand, but a different communication style on each one. Like the way I use Twitter, as I'm sure you know, is very different to the way I use Instagram, which is different yeah. to the way I use YouTube. Like, they're all different. They're all different. If you just want the pure music, you know, Facebook, Instagram, that tends to be pure yeah. music, a little bit of personal. If you want to see what's going on in my brain and you want to just take a microscope to it, then, yeah, Twitter is where I do that. So, yeah. you know, there's there's different, there's lots of different avenues for everybody. Okay, so let's take it back in the let's talk video games, man. Let's let's talk what your let's bread do and butter it. Let's is. Do man. It. Yeah. So you said you were gaming from the age of two. Do you remember what the first first game you played was? Probably Tetris on the Game Boy. Oh, classic. On the yeah. old original on the old Game Boy, the yellow. Do you remember the yellow Game I, Boy? I do. Uh, I do. The, the big thick one. I remember obviously I, don't, I remember there's very there's pictures of me as a kid, like with it. So <laughs> I I imagine it must have been my mum or dad's. Um, and then I used to play it. And then from there, we went on to the next console I remember would be the Mega Drive, okay. uh, Streets of Rage, which is one of them, one of those games that stick in my head so fondly. Like, literally, I used to travel everywhere with that cartridge. No matter where I went, it was like, let's play Streets of Rage, let's play Streets of Rage. Do you, um, know, do you know the funniest thing about that game in hindsight? Do you remember how you used to get your energy back? So you uh, you say me right the apples and you had the chicken yeah so, and... so so you'd like you'd like pick up a barrel and there yeah. would just be like a roast chicken underneath exactly <laughs> I don't I was I don't know what made me think of that a few weeks ago and I was just cracking up to myself of the notion of you're you're out there fighting all these these gang, <laughs> these gangs and then you you pick up a barrel and there's just like a fresh roast fresh roast chicken underneath and you just you just, you just eat it quickly. <laughs> Well, it's just like, look, I'm hungry, man. I've got to eat. Like, so, someone's got to feed me out here. Oh, look, there's some there. Or it's the, when you knock over a trash can, it comes out of that. You're like, huh, pretty sure that's not right, but it looks good to me, so I'll eat it. Why not? And it, bring, it brings back your energy. So, it's, yeah, it would be great if that worked in real life. Every time you get, in, you get an injury, <laughs> get an injury, you just just go in a bin. Cat was there, you know that I do. Why not? Some fresh, why not? But yeah, uh, Mega Drive was probably the one that I remember most from my childhood. Uh, what did we have? We had Aladdin was on there. That game I remember being so goddamn hard. That there was this Bejeweled game, um, Golden Axe, oh, Shinobi. Wow. Oh, Golden Axe and Shinobi were classics. Yeah, th this is what I'm saying. That's what I started yeah. on. That's where that's where I really started. And I didn't know that I love video games then. That was just yeah. a case of I was like any other kid. I wanted to yeah. play video games. Uh, then obviously you move on to the PS1 era. I remember getting my PS1 at Christmas, and it, I remember saying to my friends, "Oh, I've got a PS1." It's like, "Oh, what games did you get?" I was like, "What?" I didn't get any games. I just had demo discs because back then. 
demo discs were the big thing. In. So you had like 10 games on a demo disc. And what you've got to remember oh, yeah. is they were like half an hour to an hour of the game. Mm. And I never, as a kid, you don't really beat things. You realize that you're just playing it the same thing over and over and over again. You don't really yeah. beat games back then. Or I didn't know, I didn't even know what saving was. I don't think it come, I didn't have a memory card at the time <laughs> either. Like, so I remember doing that for a while. And then I got ISS Soccer. And then I remember playing, uh, I remember having Final Fantasy VII, which was a big, oh, big wow. deal. But I'm dyslexic, so reading, not my strong point, even though gotcha. I talk for a living, which is really strange. Um, that's kind of my gimmick at the moment. Like, I sort of, people, I would like, a lot of Japanese names in the gaming industry, obviously. And I go to read it, I'm like, I'm about to butcher this, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and just sort of go for it, you hit and miss sometimes. Yeah. But um, Final Fantasy VII was one of those games that I was like, this is really cool, but I can't play because I can't read. Or uh, I'm not a strong reader, so I don't know what I'm meant to do. It's, so yeah, only yeah. now I go back and play it. I'm like, oh, that's what was going on. Oh, that was what was going on. But the game, that, um, the series that I really fell in love with, and I realized that video games were going to be a huge part of my life was Resident Evil 2. Um, I okay. played Resident Evil 1. Um, my granddad was a huge, huge Resident Evil fanatic. So it was my uh, uncles. And I was like, okay, cool. This seems cool. Watched him play it a few times. Played Resident Evil 2. And mm. there's a moment in Resident Evil 2 where Resident Evil 2 has this thing called the zapping system, which means that one, when you play the game, it impacts, there's two discs. So one will impact the other and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So there's this moment you go into this uh, locked cupboard where there's a machine gun and a backpack. And I was like, okay, cool. So you pick up one of them. You're like, I've got both these things. I'm about to take them. It goes, it comes up. Um, oh, maybe you should leave one for Claire. And I'm like, I ain't leaving nothing for Claire. Forget her. That's my business. I need this. Yeah. Then I get through the second game, uh, load, get to that point, and there's nothing in there. <laughs> and that the light bulb went off in my head, dude, where I was like, oh my God, this, this is a game. Yes, but this is so much more. That impacted this, and this impacted that, and this happened because of this. And my mind was just absolutely blown at that moment. I was like, mm. damn video games they're really cool they're really cool okay so what are your um what would you say are your top what are your top five games if that's too from nostalgia tough, from nostalgia or from a critical standpoint just your personal your personal okay, favorites yeah, resident evil 2 number mm -hmm. one um i'd probably put streets of rage 2 up there due okay. to the fact that like i say it had i have so such great nostalgia for that mm -hmm. gta 5 um is up there definitely at number three i would say probably not in this order if i had to really think about it mm. uh last of us on the ps3 when that dropped uh that game is one of the greatest storytelling games out there oh and then where are we at five oh it's a good question damn mm. um what's a game i go back to every year the like Man, that's really hard. Five okay. would be really, really hard. Four, easy. Those are definitely up there. Five, okay. I'd really have to sit down and really think about, I guess. Okay. But those games, those GTA Five is one of those video games that on the surface level, you're like, oh, it's just another GTA game. But then you realize what they've done with how they've built that world and All how right. you could switch to different characters at any moment. And mm. they are doing stuff. It's not like Trevor's in his house one moment, you <laughs> over to Michael, then you come back to Trevor and Trevor's now in a ditch, half yeah. drunk, and you carry on playing as him half drunk. You're like, what? Like, the yeah. game is a living, breathing world that is just ridiculous. It's amazing. Rockstar smashed it with that one. 100%. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about the first, the first gaming console we had. Well, I had. Maybe there yeah. was one before I was born. Yeah, yeah. 
I remember the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That was the before first my time, but yeah, yeah, that was that was the first time. console that. Um, so I remember that with a uh, River Raid and Pac Man. Yep. And yeah, some of those some of those really old games. And then I remember we had an Apple IIe computer. Okay. So yeah. we had the, we used to get the games on the big the big floppy yeah, discs. Yeah, yeah. Big floppy discs which you'd put in. Sometimes they'd mess up and you'd have to like blow the cartridges. And <laughs> the I remember that. Then um I went through uh the first several consoles we had, I was just on the Nintendo chain. So See, I wasn't a Nintendo kid. So yeah. I missed that on Mario and Zelda and all yeah. of that. I missed it all. Yeah, I had every Nintendo console up until the GameCube. So Okay. Yeah, so I had the the NES and then the Super Nintendo. Yep. Nintendo 64. I remember the first time I played 64 it. was the one I got. Oh into. my goodness. The first time I played I remember the first time I saw Super Mario 64. I saw oh, it in a ridiculous. I, I I saw it in an airport like in a display thing in one of the one of yeah. the stores. And just that the jump from 2D to 3D like proper 3D as yeah. well. I must have been around 10 ish okay, I guess yeah. when it came out and I was just I was just standing there. I was I was in the airport by myself cuz I used to travel unaccompanied cuz I was oh, in okay. Yeah, I was in boarding oh, school. Yeah. I was flying by myself from like age 11. Cool, and nice. um yeah, so maybe I was 11 or 12 more like and I I remember just standing there just in awe. Just in <laughs> awe. And then I remember um I li- was living in Saudi Arabia at the time and when I got back one of my friends had uh, I remember the first person in the neighborhood who had a Nintendo 64, yeah. and we used to just we used to just go there just to like watch watch yep. him play it. It only launched with two games. It launched with Mario 64 and Pilot Wings. I remember. Yep, that's correct. And, Pilot and Wings. Bo- and both of them were only one player. Yep. So so like we just <laughs> wait 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 there. for this console that is made for four players. <laughs> they launched with two games. It's like wow. Games, yeah, okay. yeah. Not not even not even two player games. No. I, I just remember sitting there and just but I was happy just just watching. Watch I was it. just yeah. yeah. It was it was amazing. In my personal opinion, I still think that was the biggest jump between consoles. I think that was the biggest jump for me. Like the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo 64, that jump, I just, it was unbelievable because you you jumped a dimension. Yeah, yeah. So the Super Nintendo had much better graphics than the NES, but everything was still 2D. The sound was better. The graphics were better. But that jump from 3D, I mean, after that, you had the GameCube, you had the Wii and all that. Yeah. And the jump was, you know, much smaller. Even now, it's, I mean. We've gone from, it's, I get what you mean by from yeah. 2D to 3D. The first time you see 3D, you're like, this yeah. is ridiculous. Obviously, it's, it's nice. I've got a 4K TV now and I get to see games in 4K. And I'm like, and you see the difference and people, people are still not there yet. Yeah. Um, but when you finally sit down and play games in 4K, there is a jump, but it's not the same way that you're talking about. Right. Um, and that's the funny thing about the new consoles when they finally come. It's like, wow, will we really? Well, what's going to happen? Like when the PS5 mm. and the uh, Xbox Anaconda uh, launches, in we're looking at 2020. It looks like. Oh, is that what um, it's called, the Anaconda? They haven't actually named it. We know oh, the PS5 okay, okay. will be the PS5, the code name for Xbox Two, which we don't know. Again, we it's at Xbox Two. We've got Xbox Scarlet. We've got Anaconda. Okay. There's a lot yeah. of names out there in the ether right now. Um, so we'll figure out. Anaconda is just a weird. Uh, co- code name. I'm guessing it's like yeah. a, a play on that they're going to try and destroy a PlayStation, but whatever. Um, we're like, what is the jump going to be? I've got an Xbox One X, so I can already play games in 4K. Yeah. So it's going to probably be 4K 60 FPS, and yeah. it's like, ugh, it's interesting. We're in a really interesting place right now in the video game industry, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think with with like with most things, you get diminishing returns. Hundred percent. So, so the closer 
the close let's talk like you know if you just want to talk graphics yeah the, clo- the closer you get to realistic photorealism yeah the less room for improvement there is so you can already look at a top tier pc yeah. or xbox one x or ps4, PS4 Pro. yeah yeah and you know you're already seeing the pores on people's skin and sweat yep. sweat dripping and Red Dead Redemption like... 2, you've got the horse testicles now that are growing and they're, <laughs> oh, they're, really? bigger, they're bigger and smaller, uh, depending on the weather. It's just like, okay, yeah, we're at this point now where it's like, we're interested. Yeah. It's the little things now, though. It's not It's not so much the the photorealism anymore, I feel like. It's now we're talking about things like VR and different ways to play games, which is mm. the interesting thing. That's where the real jump will be i feel like yeah. it's not going to be in graphics anymore it's now coming down to like services like xbox has got xbox game pass we've got streaming streaming games coming soon so someone who's more a casual gamer won't have to buy an xbox anymore or a playstation or a nintendo switch mm. don't know about nintendo yeah we'll still see we'll see they're weird um it's a really interesting place like i say streaming video games is going to be the new thing in like you can stream it to your phone into your smart tv just really really interesting yeah it's, it's it is but i agree with you though it's that jump this we're at that photorealism where you're like it's so small now mm-hmm. like i say from 4k where are we at 8k is the next thing i believe that yeah. we're gonna get to but people haven't even got to 4k yet no. so that's not gonna be for another 10 years maybe who knows and you're still limited by the human eye exactly I mean- if you've got a, a phone with a, you know, I think there's a couple of smartphones that have 4K screens, and it's like yeah. you, lit- you literally, the human eye cannot detect on a screen that small. Bigger yeah. screens, it makes if, more sense. If, if you blow it up to cinema size, yeah. IMAX size, it's like okay, maybe I can see 8K. Yeah. But on a on a standard monitor, the difference between, I mean, to be honest with you, the difference between 1080p and 4K, it needs to be a pretty big screen it's huge for me i've got a 55 inch i've got a 55 inch oled and i wish i got the 65 inch not that i can't see the difference i can it looks fantastic we we just went and saw aquaman um last week and i was sitting yeah i'm not a dc guy i'm a marvel guy but it was one of the few dc films i was like oh this actually has a good start has a good end a little bit boring in the middle but you know it's cool mm. it's fine but we watched the trailer on our 4k tv that was the first thing we did because that was the first thing that that popped up on youtube and i was like all right let's see it and we saw it and was like wow this looks amazing then we went to the cinema and saw it and was like it looks better on that tv i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> which it didn't of course but it's that it's just yeah anything that's small i don't think it works for it's no. big 55 i'd say is the minimum yeah. what that you can really see the detail but yeah, it is. It's strange. I think virtual reality is a really interesting thing. It's interesting how it's made a comeback. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm a little bit older than you, so I don't know if you'd remember. But there was a time, I want to say, in the in the 90s when VR was, it was supposed to become a thing, well, but yeah. the, the technology wasn't there well, yet. Nintendo, Nintendo had the virtual boy. So, yeah. And that was, was just, a huge flop. Yeah, it just gave you a headache. Flop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did, have you ever played one? What, the virtual boy? Yeah. No, I'm too yeah. young. I'm, I was born in 92, so it, yeah. it passed me by, unfortunately. No, it, um, it, it, give you, it would give you a headache. One of my friends had one, and it's, yeah, it wasn't fun. And no, and another thing, no one can watch you play because well, it had the headset. Yeah, so exactly. It had the headset. So yeah. on a Game Boy, even, you know, you could have a mate looking over your shoulder watching what yeah. you're doing on Tetris. But one of the downsides, yeah, with the virtual boy, you had to be in a really weird position to use it because it had this sort of stand and you put your head on it. Yeah, yeah. And then everything was just red. Yeah. 
I know what you're saying though. Um, VR is an interesting one. Yeah, it has come back. Um, I played. I've played every VR headset there is at the moment. So Gear, PlayStation VR, HTC V. Uh, sorry, HTC Vive, um, which was my favorite by far. Um, I like it. I don't love it. It's yeah. one of those things where I do think eventually it will become the new norm. I do. Okay. If you if you've seen Ready Player One, I feel like that's where we're going right now with technology like because there's gonna need to be steps we're gonna get away from a controller we really are um will it it be exactly that i don't think so because people don't like physical exertion um (laughs) when we're playing video games like i for one i've just got back to the gym i hate it but um it's one of those (laughs) things where vr right now is there's not a killer app People are saying Beat Saber right now is the, the killer rap, which is the Star Wars rhythm game type thing. So you, okay. the, you've probably seen the, the there's videos out there of people doing it. I actually um, I actually haven't seen it. Yet. Okay, so it's like imagine that you've got lightsaber like lightsabers, mm-hmm. and there's a song playing, and you have to just hit the hit these big blocks that are coming at you in in time of rhythm. And okay. apparently it's amazing. I've not had a chance to play it myself. So yet. it's like lightsaber guitar hero. Yes, exactly. That's exactly okay. what it is. Okay. Exactly that. But people are saying it's really good. They love it. And it's very, they can't play it for long periods of time because it's tiring. People mm. are not used to standing or sitting, but having their arms up and doing this for 20, 30, 40, an hour. Um, Greg Miller, a guy who works for Kind of Funny, co-founder, he says he does it in the morning for his morning workout every day. Because okay. it's that he comes out pouring with sweat. And yeah. that's, that's where I think the, the, there's a great benefit and a great turnoff. That's mm. the problem I feel like you've got is in some ways VR can do amazing things. There's games like Moss out there that tell beautiful stories and it puts you in, in place of the character. You are the player in that way. What, what's that one called? Moss. Moss is, uh, it's, you, I think you're guiding this mouse uh, through. It's like a puzzle game, I believe. Okay. Um, heard amazing things about that. There's a couple other games like Firewall out there, which is on the PSVR. It's a shooter, but you actually feel like you're in the game because you're leaning around corners. Mm. It's, Everything you do on the controller that I can put myself in the position of this and that's how I play games, but you're actually doing it. You're gotcha. actually leaning. And there are cool aspects to it. Do I think it... The only way I think it catches on is when we get rid of wires. I feel like the wires are the big, 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 big problem right now. No okay. one has done a high um, quality wireless headset. Obviously, you've got the <clears> ones <throat> that you put your phones in and stuff like that, but... Not not to the level of what we need yet. There's not a killer app that really says, Fixer, you need to go get this. Like yeah, Resident Evil was on it. And Re- I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. But even still, I was like, I don't want to play a whole intensive horror game. Mm. Like I'm talking 20, 30 hours in VR with this headset. And like you said, I like to let my fiance watch me play games. I don't want to sit there with this big thing on, but she can still watch because yeah. she can see the screen. But I've got this on and I'm sort of away from her. And I don't like the thought, even when I've got headphones on all the time, I'm sort of like looking around the whole time. Even when I stream, I hear something. I'm like, what? Like, if you ever watch me live, people are like, are you all right? Do you have a ghost in your house? I'm like, <laughs> I'm just a nervous wreck because I can't hear what's going on yeah, in the yeah. outside world. But yeah, it is interesting. It is, it is good technology, some of it. And then some of it's, some of it, there's some crap games out there as well, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. Video games are, video games are really interesting because I barely play them. You haven't got time. No, I, lo- I love video games. But I barely ever, I haven't turned my Xbox on this year. Damn. No, oh, wait, we're in 2019. We're 2019, okay. so two no, that, That's not that impressive. <laughs> I, I haven't turned it on since, I want to say, early 2018. Fair enough. Or Why? Like, Why? 
why to be honest i just i feel guilty like it's this is my personality <laughs> no like if i'm not being productive like it's different yeah. with you because you it's part of your work right interesting so yeah. if you're if you're streaming you can mm -hmm. say that that's you know that's part of oh it's my job yeah it's part yeah, of what yeah. you do I'm, exactly yeah, 100%. if i'm gaming i'm like thinking of this is literally my personality type because i'm super duper high in uh what they call industriousness yeah. which is like a personality trait so if it means if i'm not doing something productive i feel personal guilt and so if i'm gaming especially for any particular like decent amount of time i, I just thought I'm just like, oh, I'm thinking of all the other things I could or should be doing. And so, yeah. So you yeah, feel so. like it's, it's a waste <laughs> of your time, really, that you're playing video games instead of maybe working on your business or something else. Yeah, exactly. So oh. I feel like if I, if I had more time, like video games would take priority for me over watching movies. Certainly, I don't even own a TV. Yeah. Uh, over watching TV, anything like that. But yeah, I always get this. Uh, last game I played through was. Wolfenstein 2. That was last oh, yeah. played through. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was dope. That was a really good game. Yeah, good game. And um, yeah, and, and there's certain types of games I just avoid now. So RPGs, anything oh, like <laughs> anything, anything like Fallout. Yeah. I'm just like I'm not even gonna look at yeah. it because I don't have a hundred hours to sink. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally to, that's to sink, to sink into one of these games. I just can't justify it right now. It's the gift and the curse of my job, which is yeah. video games are my hobby, but now video games are my job. Yeah. So you you have your moments where you're like, like on a Saturday. Saturday's probably the only day I don't play video games because okay. that's the time I spend with my, my fiance. And even sometimes she's like, oh, should we play a game? And I'm like, no, anything but. Let's go and do anything but play a game today, mm. which is it's one of those things where it's just like I play it every single day. But yeah. it's in different ways. When you stream, you're not playing a game the same way you would when you're at home. And just sat back. I'm in this chair right here in my corner with yeah. these light, with big lights on and high energy all the time. And you've got to be entertaining. You're looking at your chat, and you're, that's not how video games are meant to be played. Yeah, it's sure. a case of now I've I've changed my schedule. So in the mornings I've got more time to do emails and admin stuff, which you know is running your own business. Oh my goodness, mm. there's way more admin stuff than I was even prepared for ever. Always, always. But, um, I still sneak in a couple of hours now on the big TV, which is lovely. Um, but yeah, so many people say it to me, "Oh, I would play video games, but I just don't have time." Everyone mm. has their thing that they like to do. I don't like partying anymore. Um, since ever since I've been settled down, I've been with my missus for eight years. It's like. Yeah. I have no reason ever to go to a club again. Like, there's just no reason for it. Yeah. Like, the only reason I'm gonna go to a club is to get myself in trouble. We're we're men. Men. I don't know if I don't know if women actually know this, but men don't go to nightclubs for music and dancing. That's so why I tried. To, my fiance said, "Should we go out clubbing?" And I was like, "No, I don't. I'm not in there for that reason at all. Literally, at all. Like, like, well, no. if you're if you're in a serious relationship, the the motive to go to a nightclub is just is just Gone. deaded." There's, there's no reason there's literally Dead no yeah. reason so yeah so my my thing is is video games like you you're, you're in the gym all the time as well i'm sure you're still working uh, out a lot a couple hours a week man it doesn't take as long as people seem to think uh, but okay once but, yeah i'm still on it. Yeah, but you're still but that's you on, like yeah. think about all the people that the couple hours you're in there you could be playing video games you choose not to yeah but my choice is like clearly a better one no look, look. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to opinions. Yeah. Your opinion <laughs> could be wrong. <laughs> no, I, I'm, 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 I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm right on that one. Like, yeah. Uh, if it, if it's a toss up between what's good for you and one is playing video games and one is going to the gym, I'm, this isn't a cost of video games. I'm just. Uh, I don't think that's a fair competition right there. 
I mean, to you, but then to some people that have. If you if you make money, if you're making money by playing, but even if, even if not, what about if you have no different. social no social skills at all, and the only time of the day is the time you get on the on video games and you meet up with your friends, and I'd that say... is the only time you get to socialize because you don't you're an introvert. And that isn't what you want to do. You don't want to be out in the in the real world. You'd rather be home playing Rainbow Six Siege with your friends, which are some are in America, some are in wherever. Like, I get it what you're saying. I, I totally would, get that Jim is I, better I would, for your health. This might be controversial to some, but I would say that's the exact kind of person who needs to put the controller down and get out of the house. Because nah, totally you're gonna disagree. have to, you're gonna have to interact with people in the real world, man. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I don't mean you. I know you can. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I met you in the real world. If, <laughs> if someone, if someone is scared of the real world and making friends in the real world, and it's all online, no, no. I personally think that's a dangerous situation. Don't miss, no, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm saying okay. there's a difference between someone that doesn't want to and. Like, if you don't want to, what's wrong with not wanting to when you've already got friends? I, I just put out a podcast last week um, with me and my fiance called Fix and Friends, um, which the title of it is Fix Has No Friends. Okay. Like, generally, I have lost all my IRL friends because of building my business. I've never, I've never, I've never heard the term. Yeah. I know what it means. I was just like, whoa, is that it? Is that like, yeah. a, is that like gamer terminology right there? I don't think is it's gamer. The gamer, I think it's just internet, internet oh, okay. terminology. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my best friend now is a guy called Kresh who lives in New York. I've never physically met him. I talk to him about everything I would a best friend. Literally, you name it, we talk about it. Um, my ups, my downs, my high, my lows, whatever it is. Mm. I don't think that makes me anything wrong with me because I choose to socialize that way other than socializing by meeting you for a drink. Okay. Like, there's no difference to that in my opinion. Oh, that's fair enough, man. I, I respect different opinions. I, I respectfully would disagree uh, for enough. various reasons, but that's a that's that's like a that's a whole podcast in itself, right there. So <laughs> maybe we'll do it we one can, day. <laughs> yeah, we can we can save that one. I think uh, I'm I'm quite concerned about the virtual online world replacing reality for some people, which yeah, which it does. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I, for me it's I'm, not that. But yeah, no, I no, no. I I know with you that's not the case. Like I'm not I'm not talking about you yeah. particular. I think if someone loses the ability to talk and conversate and make friends in real life, I don't think that bodes well. I don't think that bodes well for, for quite a few different reasons. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, if you, if you can do both, then that's fine. It's not saying don't play video games or don't chat to people online. I mean, people do that with social media in itself. But just like if you're only on Twitter or only on Facebook and all your vast majority of your social interaction is on there, yeah. rather than in real life i think that that uh yeah i think i don't think that's a good thing i don't think it's good for people's long-term mental health either i think it's actually quite connected to why you're getting a rise in loneliness and depression and anxiety and all that stuff i do think it's connected i think human beings we don't evolve that quickly so i think human beings are it's only in the last 10 years that people have started socializing all these ways and i don't think we really know what the whole long-term effect of it might be it's so new. Every all this social media, uh, online personalities. Mm. That's I'm, I'm, I get called an influencer nowadays. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? It's, well, you mm. influence people, people's decisions on what to purchase. I'm like, what? I just play video games. What are you talking yeah. about? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it is. It's, I to, I agree with you, but yes, yeah, definitely a conversation worth having one day. Definitely. Yeah, it is, man. I th I think it's important. I think it's one of those ones that it's a new topic, right? It's not yeah. one of those things that you had to really think about too much in the past. But I think that. Yeah, in the last 10 years, there's been, a, there's been a big shift. Maybe I say it because as someone who goes out there all the time and is always interacting with people in yeah. public, 
I can tell people who do not normally interact with people in public. I think and, there's definitely a good balance between the two, right? Yeah, in yeah. So, opinion. yeah, yeah. So I say if you, as long as you are able to maintain the real world yeah. interactions and stuff, I think that's fine. Um, and I think most people who are a little bit older, I, I, I worry, I worry about it less with people who are say 25 and over because yeah. they've generally had that period where, yeah, yeah, you know, there yeah. was a time, there was a time before everything was social mm -hmm. media online, but for people who are just kind of growing up in that, I do think there's a danger of that becoming reality no. and then, re and then reality is like, Oh, I don't even know like what to do here. Like I can't look someone in the eye yeah. and have a conversation or emote properly or yeah. feel just, yeah, I don't know. There's, I'm a face to face guy as much as can be. Because I think you, you lose a lot in communication if you don't have that ability to see someone and respond to them and all that. Yeah, I think in my industry, especially like I said, with my fans having that connection again, like I'm saying, mm -hmm. a lot of these people or a lot of people I know are introverts, are um, do stay indoors a lot. But when we go to EGX, they know that they can come meet me and see me and we're all together. Yeah. So they, they do have that as well as. It's That's not good. just yeah. a case of one or the other. But I think a lot of people or a lot of people that I've come across anyway, mm. they need time to get used to certain types of people and certain people before they're willing to just put themselves out there. Me, I just put myself out there. Sure. I've done it for all my life. So it's easy. Yeah. It comes easier for me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, let's put it to put it simply. I think people should, I think people should face challenges. In fact, I would even say the same as to say someone, you've got somebody who is, this is generally going to be an older person, but say you've got someone who's a complete technophobe scared to use the computer yeah scared to mom, mom. scared to be on yeah yeah no I, I'd, I'd say that someone like that i'd actually encourage them to use it I try and, and become at least somewhat comfortable with it because you know it's like it's like overcoming a challenge it's like someone who's never been in the gym before yeah the first the first concern of them isn't necessarily going to be what exercise do i do or how many reps or whatever it's like no it's just like you're just scared of the environment getting there <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like you're in the environment and you're freaked out because you're like whoa this is weird you've just got all these people running around sweating lifting stuff it's noisy like i can understand how someone who's not used to it could be like whoa this is too much but i would encourage them to you know what go there do it put yeah. yourself in that put yourself in that weird situation put yourself out your comfort zone and then eventually you know it'll it'll become in it'll come into your comfort zone exactly. i think as, as you grow as you get older as you mature you want to be expanding your comfort zone all the time so you can be in different situations and you're like, you know what, this is, this is cool. I'm comfortable. I'm not freaking out. This is normal. So that's, that's my personal thought, but you know, my opinions are always just my opinions. I don't know. I'm straight. I don't try to enforce them on the, on the world from the top down or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So what's, uh, what, what are you excited about at the moment in the gaming world? Oh man, uh, we got what we got coming up. We got Division Two coming, which is a Ubisoft new Ubisoft game, which is gonna be oh, can't wait. Third person. If you ever played like Destiny, it's similar to that in that vein. Um, a loot grinder, which again, that's what a lot of these games and services are nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's you know everything you hate about video games. Never play one of these, Ruby. Let me tell you, bro. Oh, yeah? It is hours upon hours it's getting it's to this point where you're grinding up to level 200 and then we get there and then every every point beyond that is like five hours to get level 201 oh so right. like it's that bad but oh, um gosh. those are the games from a streamer's point of view uh -huh. i love it because yeah. there's there's the stories there but take away the actual video game it's 
I'm going from here to here and this is the journey we're going to take. Mm. In streaming for me, it's great because I get to then bring other people in. Like, they say it is you. You're like, yo, dude, I want to get on. It's like, cool, what level are you? I'm this. All right, perfect. I can help you get to level 120 today. Let's do that. Bang. It's grinding your way through and helping other people get through. We've got Division. We've got Anthem. Um, we've got Ori and the Will of the Wisp, which is a great little smaller title. Um by Xbox, which looks amazing. The art style is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Outer Worlds, which is uh, the ex-Fallout devs, are making a Fallout-type game. Bethesda's come under a lot of um, scrutiny at the moment with Fallout okay. 76 not being yeah. good and being broken. Yeah, people um, didn't seem to like that. No, it's a I big, did. big, big no-no at the moment. It went from well, it went from a, a it went from a full retail price game down to twenty pound in a matter of two weeks what did they do wrong because the previous ones seem to have smashed it in fact even even fallout shelter on mobile smashed it yeah yeah so fallout 76 the problem is that it's an online game but it's not an online game that everyone wanted it it, is more a case of you go out to this world and you are remaking the world the world's been nuked and that's your job you're making bases and you're you're grinding out loot and stuff like that which that sounds really fun but there is too many bugs. Literally, we just did it on my Xbox and me, the news. There's a, another 150 bugs just got patched out last week. A game oh, wow. should be launching in such a bad state. People's saves were getting eaten. Um, it was uninstalling the game itself. Um, oh. Texture issues. It just It was ridiculous. Like The game shouldn't have launched in the state it is. If a game's going to launch in that state, launch in early access. That's why we have early access. Mm-hmm. People know what they're buying. But when you pay... $60 or £50 for a full retail game, you mm. expect the game to goddamn work. And this yeah. game doesn't work. That's pretty much the, the start and finish of it all. So that's why I think a lot of people are excited for Outer Worlds. Single player, story driven, graphically looks amazing, um, and it is done by the old Fallout team. So, yeah, yeah a lot of people are really interested in that one. For me, Resident Evil 2 Remake comes out. Oh, remake. Yeah. This is like, dude, this is <laughs> the biggest moment in my life. Generally, if you go to my YouTube channel, there's a video of me freaking out. It's me swearing for about six <laughs> minutes straight, just literally jumping up and down. My fiance got shown the E3, and I'm just absolutely going crazy about it. Yeah, um, yeah but it, it looks amazing. It's not. It's a. It's a, a full remake, not a remaster. Mm-hmm. So from the ground up. And oh, I can't wait. That comes out in less than a week. So I'm just waiting for a review copy to come oh, okay. through. And I'm just like, literally before I come on here, I've just got my email open. I'm just sitting I'm like, please, please oh, just wow. turn up. Please just turn up. Like, and really need it. It's like, it's like, it's like a kid at Christmas. Oh, Christmas sucks. This <laughs> is the best. <laughs> I've never actually played a Resident Evil game, you know. Uh, if you like horror, if you like survival horror, they're not long. They're not long games at all. Yeah. Uh, Metroidvania likes meaning that you do a lot of backtracking okay. on yourself. Like there'll be a key here or a door um, here that has a certain key. You're like, okay, cool. I've got that key now. or I don't have that key. I've got to go find it again. A lot of backtracking and stuff like that. But that game, that game to me is just everything. So I can't okay. wait. I generally can't yeah. wait. Well, See, I, I never had a PlayStation. Okay. I've never had any yeah. of the PlayStation. So I've I've missed... Yeah, I mean, loads of my friends had them growing yeah. up, so I played a PlayStation. I yeah, played tons yeah. of PlayStation games, but I've never Metal Gear Solid, Resident <sighs> Evil, yep, yep. some of those games that you know were sort of like big PS exclusives. Got Go- yeah. God of War, yep. Last of Us. Oh, God of War would be number five. Yeah, the what was the God other one? Um, would be number five on my all-time list right now. Yeah. What's that other one? Uncharted. You know, I've Uncharted, never played. Yeah, yeah I, I've never played any of those games. I've never played any of those games. I've played, you know, the X, the Xbox exclusive, your Halos, yeah. Yeah, Gears yeah, of yeah. War, stuff like that, and all the Nintendo stuff. 
but yeah, like PlayStation is the one that I, I think, uh, yeah, I've had the least exposure to. I think PS4 is the best. I know you probably won't, but the PS4 is the best place to go for for new exclusive. Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, like you just said, the reboot mm-hmm. is one of the best games I've played last year by a mile. Yeah. Um, like I said, Last of Us, and uh, there's just so much on the PS4. You've got all those games. It's like wow, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing time to be a gamer. Really yeah. is. Okay, I was about to ask actually, what do you think is the uh, do you do you think now is the best time for video games ever? Yeah, or? by far. Oh, okay. By far, by far. Okay. Not, for me, remember, I was born in the 90s, so I didn't really start really understanding the gaming industry till I was probably, till the 360 era. was okay. probably where I started to really figure it out. So I didn't, a lot of people say NES, like mm-hmm. they've got some fantastic games in that era, but uh-huh. that passed me by and missed me. Okay, So now for me, it's like, right, last year might be one of the best years ever that we had for gaming. It was just, every game that dropped was an eight plus i mean eight in review plus mm-hmm. like literally even if it's not your cup of tea it was still a great game like a game like monster hunter world which is a jrpg type thing um for me i played it for about 40 to 50 hours it was fine i didn't love it but other mm-hmm. people will say that's the best game ever like literally and there's just something out there for everyone yeah. and that's that is the best thing it's so inclusive everyone can get what they want in this industry and that's why i love it so much if i'm honest that's dope man that's dope i think for me personally my favorite gaming era well there's two was my two favorite consoles were the super nintendo and the nintendo 64 yeah 64 like, so yeah nintendo 64 with flipping goldeneye and perfect dark and mario kart and oh. diddy, kong, diddy yeah. kong racing wrestlemania do you know what it is with me do you know what appeals less to me in this modern gaming era go on is i like to be in the room with my friends playing so i like the four player split that's, screen that's what I, nintendo's bringing back though with the yeah Switch, I guess. yeah yeah i love the four player split screen yeah, yeah golden eye perfect like the mario party oh, yeah man, for, for me like i've tried i've tried on online gaming yeah and for me it misses the the real world aspect oh yeah so it's one thing with me if i'm there you know i mean even if i was, was playing against you yeah, i'm playing yeah. against someone i personally know I want to be in the same room. Like, yeah. I want to be able to, I don't know. Like, yeah, you want to be able to, yeah. you want to be able to play, look, that's what I just Yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I got for, you, dude. For, Honestly, for I me, got you. that was the thing. And I think the Nintendo 64 was the console that they had so many games that were tailored for local, four-player, four local multiplayer. And so, yeah, for me, that, for me, that was, yeah, there were so many games on that console that yeah. to this day, I'm just like, wow. Some of the adventure games as well, you're, Banjo, Banjo Kazooie, Donkey, Donkey Kong 64, mm-hmm. Mario, obviously. And then you had like F Zero. There were so many games there. Smash Brothers, the original Smash Brothers. Yeah. So much fire on that. So much fire. Yeah. yeah. It, like Nintendo's the interesting company out of the three of them because they're the only one that really pushes that. There are mm-hmm. devs out there that still do four player co op games. And there are some great games out there. Couch co op is still a thing, um, but it's not done in a AAA sense anymore. The first parties are not are not doing it. You get games more like from Rare and now you get Sea of Thieves, which is exactly what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. It has that feel online for me, but maybe not for someone like you. You would yeah. much rather all be pirates sat next to each other than yeah, all yeah. be pirates over online. <laughs> so I, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because when I used to game as a teenager, it was more of a, yeah, you know, we'd all go to someone's house. So we'd have some snacks and, you yeah. know, be, be, be mucking around. And then it's like. But you know what I think it is? Kids have such a low attention span nowadays that. I don't think kids, even Let's Plays, Let's Plays are different because you're constantly engaged, right? Mm. You're watching something, but kids don't want to watch their other friends play games anymore. Literally. Mm. Like, 
if if I can, I, I've obviously I've got a nephew and he plays games. I'm like, oh, should we play together? And he's like, no, no, no. You just get your Switch out and then we can sit next to each other and play. But that's it. Like, he doesn't want to play just on his Switch. And yeah. I'm like, well, why don't we just play together on your way? He's like, no, no, no. I want my own. I want my own. And I'm like, yeah. wow. This is a little bit of what I was touching on earlier. Like, I find that I find that a little concerning. See, I don't find it concerning. I think it's just different. I generally do. I mean, I haven't don't. I probably haven't thought about it as much as you because I'm always yeah. in it. But yeah. for me, I just like okay, cool. Doesn't okay. it doesn't? I've got a switch, so I just pull mine out of my bag and we play mm. together. Like it's not. It's no different to me. I guess he just wants the screen here. I, I guess with me, I think of it on the scale of the. I think of it on the scale of like wider culture and society. So you when you're talking about lower attention span yeah or you're talking about people not wanting to share you're talking about the me 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 thing which you can which parallels to a lot of other things mm -hmm. i do i do sometimes worry that it's going uh you know too much in this completely individualistic oh i, I direction yeah that, i agree you, with you you see what i mean so it's not like uh it's not like uh i'm oh, part of the problem though yeah <laughs> I, honestly dude like we me and my fiance have both got xboxes like, cause I'm like, no, no, you need your own screen. I can't, I can't play co-op with you. She sat next to me. Like generally, if I turn my camera right now, my setup is literally a double desk with yeah. a big TV on the wall. She has her own monitor. I have my own monitor. She's yeah. got her own mic. I've got my, like, literally it's, I'm, I'm part of the problem. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not, I'm not gonna. No, that's all right. That's all right. I just think it's interesting. It's not one me. of those things. I, it's one of those things that I think about, you know, I might, I might be, worrying more about it than is needed um maybe not but you know i don't know especially like you know when we talk about something like virtual reality yeah right like i do worry like okay in 50 years like that's a, a lot can happen in 50 have years seen, have you seen ready player I, one i haven't no what i know you haven't got watch ready player one okay. and this is literally what you're scared of is what okay. is, what happens yeah. in this Literally. Yeah, yeah. Because everything goes away. Everyone has headsets on yeah. and they live in that world they don't live in the real world anymore that's yeah, ready yeah. player Okay, because the thing is, a lot of stuff can seem unrealistic or far fetched until it happens. Yeah, right. Like oh. I think, I think if fifteen years, fifteen years ago, you told me that everyone was going to be walking around like staring a little, a little black rectangle, <laughs> like nonstop, and people would be getting hit by cars and falling off buildings because they're so obsessed with these yep. things, or take trying to take photos of themselves on these things, and yeah. I'd be like, what are you even talking oh, about? Like how? How can you be addicted to a phone? Like phone, yeah. phones didn't used to be something you really could get. <laughs> yeah, it was, like it wasn't really an ad addictive thing. Yeah. It's like wow, like smartphone addiction is a you you can't even deny that one. Like it's that's a, very that's very real. Yeah. So I do sometimes wonder like okay, if there's this technology where I can just everybody just sits in their house and you can you can feel like you're going outside, you can feel like you're feel like you're doing all this stuff. Yeah. Your your body is physically just sitting there dude 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 dude, dude. Let's, <laughs> let's be, let me be deadly serious with you for uh, honest so i've been okay. doing this for three years yeah? yeah and literally what you just described was me 100 percent mm. for three years sat on my chair streaming playing video games mm. and i sat up one day and my knees were killing me i went why the hell are my knees hurting from sitting down Nah, yeah. something had to change. Something yeah, yeah. had to change. So now I'm intermittent fasting. I'm trying ketos, which yeah. I'm sure other people have their own opinions on, but that's yeah, a whole yeah. different thing. But um, it's like, yeah, no, there, there has to be a balance. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. has to be. Yeah, I'm about health, man. Physical health, mental health. All, hey, I think it's, it's, I don't think you can understate its importance. So, yeah. so I, I do sometimes worry about, it's not hard to just spend a day just sitting in front of a screen and 
nine, 10, 12 hours go by and you're like, you know what? I haven't, I haven't moved. <laughs> like, literally, like, I have not literally. moved. Just That's real. Be, it's real. Yeah. It's really real. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. lie to you. It's real. Yeah. So that, that is one of my concerns. As long as people, as long as people stay healthy, then I'm, I, I don't really care. Yeah. It comes to self, I think it comes to self-awareness. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a big dude. You've met me. I'm a big dude. That's not, there's no two ways about it. Um, I was putting the wrong stuff in my body while living that lifestyle. Mm. So even if I have to keep living that lifestyle, because that's my job, yeah. and I do have to sit there for five, six hours, that's my job, like any office job, then be self-aware enough to know that, yes, that means you do need to go to the gym for an hour. Yeah, yeah. And that means you do need to not get a bus to the gym, walk to the gym as well, because that's your damn yeah. warm-up. And yeah, it's yeah. just be self-aware. Like, yeah, now I cut out all fizzies, and I literally mm. just drink water. Boom. Literally, that's it, done. Because I needed that, and yeah. amongst other things, but yeah, it's, you've got to be self-aware. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I'm I'm with you on that one, and I'm glad I'm glad you said that because yeah, no, I just think it's in everything. It's it's not it's not just gaming. No, it's not just same. gaming. No, not no, at all. it's not just gaming. It's the same with it's the same with an office job. Yeah, same, exact same thing with an office job. I'm always telling people, you know, you've got to make sure. I mean, it's mad. Like people are the average adult who works an office job. Like the lack of general flexibility and fitness just just from sitting just from sitting because yes. you, your muscles get tight your calves get tight you like people can't even do a, there. yeah I'm you there, know people, people can't there. even people can't do a squat because your muscles are literally not flexible enough to get in the position and that's not how it's meant to be. to be no 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 our, our ancestors would be would be frowning greatly upon us yeah so i just yeah, don't want no, i got you that's dope man but yo we're coming up to um we're coming up to about an hour on the podcast. Have you got any, uh, where can people find you? Yeah. MC fixer everywhere. Uh, not Muck fixer, not Mr. Fixer, not, it's just all just fixer. But yeah. MC, if you're finding me, MC fixer, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, I think I have a Snapchat, but Haley runs that for me because I'm not 13 years old. I don't understand what they want. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you also Patreon, patreon.com slash mcfixer, that's where I'm fully funded through that. So go check it out. Certain goodies over there that you can go get. Appreciate the time, though. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome, bro. Good to talk to you, man. Talk soon.